0: Amen. Glory be to God. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So the, the the Bible and the Matthew chapter eight, we have a wonderful, interesting story this morning. Amen. And I want to share with you the conversation huh, that Jesus having with his people. You know, Jesus' conversation is all the way with with everybody, with us, and with everybody. But this particular time, Jesus have a special conversation with some of the people I want to share with you this morning. So, and in verse 2, chapter 8, verse 2, And behold, a leper come and worship him. He said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put his hands out and touched him and said, I will be clean. Immediately the leper was clean. And Jesus said to him, See that tell no one, go on your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer a gift to the Most High God as a moste command. and this is a testimony for you. So that Jesus told him to go and give a gift after the miracle go and see the priest because the priest was represented the leader of the community and testify and give a gift accord to the work of the lord amen you know when you give a gift to god god is a blessing in a special way it was amazing for me after five six years one young lady that was studying here from a doctor uh from medicine she got a job in adelaide and um I never hear from this person for a long time, but not long ago she put a gift into the uh, bank account. And uh, when I saw the gift, I want to know, you know, who is the person. And uh, I ring the bank and the bank told me it was a depositor on the branch in 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 Adelaide, but we can't tell you the person. So I been thinking, Who is Adelaide that knows me really well? And I remember this uh, young lady that she was a medical doctor. So, I sent a message to her, I said, thank you for your gift. And she replied, I said, Pastor he said, you know, I want to thank God, what the church and God did for me in Yikaz. Amen. That was breaking my heart. Because she remember after five, six years, what God done for her in Yikaz. And she wanted to give a gift to the Lord. Amen. So when you been blessed from God, remember there is a scripture to give a gifting to God. Amen. But my message is not about the gifting. We, we'll this is for Helena to talk about. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking about the conversation with Jesus. The Bible giving us is a, a lot way of a conversation with people with Jesus. Jesus answer and teaching everyone. Eva us today. Can I Amen? That He was teaching us in today, you know, when we look at this story here in Matthew chapter 8, there is a mighty story, a mighty story that Jesus conversated, a man full of disease, amen. Now, if you're familiar, if you started what the the labor was was a disease. They kill you, and they they was separating you from the rest of the people. Amen. They would put you to a camp where nobody be with you, and you have no contact with anybody. You can't talk to anyone. You can't touch anyone. Similar to this situation we have today in China. Amen. That we try to separate them, not touch them and don't see them, you know, but I'm telling you something. Jesus can touch. Amen. Amen. So look at what happened. A man with the leprosy come and kneel before God, before Jesus and said to him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, I don't know how much knowledge you have around the Bible. The labor was a disease uh, that your skin becomes white and infecting anybody around you. And you cannot escape from the people because your eyes will be seen from far away that you're fully infected and you've got to be separated from everybody. So the man is come to Jesus and kneel before Jesus and said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Nobody else can do it. Nobody else can do it. Because this man was completely separated from the whole community. There was no doctor, no specialist. There was no one can go before this man. But he ran to Jesus. Amen. So what Jesus done? Jesus reached out with his hands, touched him. Touched the man. I am will, Jesus said. He said, be cleansed immediately. He was clean from the lepers. Immediately was clean from the lepros. Well, my dear friend, listen to me very, very careful. God is the only one who can do that. No one else can do it. And I wanted to tell you, never lose your hope. Because God can be with you if you run to Jesus. And you say, Lord, if you will, you can touch me. And Jesus will touch you with his own hands. Amen. Did Jesus not go to the labor man? The labor men run to Jesus and said, Lord, you can help me. No one else can do it. And Jesus never refused anyone. You know, I can be here the whole rest of the day to talk about to you what Jesus done to the people. Jesus never refused anybody. Amen. But I will tell you something that Jesus refused. That will come to this message. Now, I wanted to bring you to attention what power God can do in, the hands of Jesus can do it. Jesus touched the man. He was a disease, but Jesus was not scared for the infection. So Jesus did not get the infection because Jesus is the God of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is no scare for any disease because he can remove any disease. The man was full of white and infected. The Lord put the hands touching touched to him and said, be clean immediately jesus replied to him so you've been cleaned go and see the priest and tell the priest that you're cleaning that he can make you free to go into the community and give a gift into god why jesus said give him a gift into god because when God touched you, he wanted to thank you. I mean, God never said, Jesus never said, go and give me this and give me that. Go and give him a gift according to the work of the Lord. According to the word of the Lord. He said, according to Moses, what the are writing down to the Lord to do. It. So Jesus did not break the law. In this case, he did the great thing. Listen carefully. In verse 6, we see another big, great miracle. In verse 6, we see that this intruder man come to him in this same time as the Lord of my servant lie at the home paralyzed and uh, in terrible suffering. And Jesus said, I will go and heal him. Now let me stop here. Now you know who was the centurion's man. The centurion's man was the most powerful man that I have in the heaven on that community. Yeah? He was the centurion. Was the the, the man who was the leader of the court. He was in charge of the Roman Imperial people. He has a lot of power in his hands. He can go to the doctor. He can go to the medicine. He can have anything. But this man with the great authorities come to Jesus looking for help. Amen. Yeah? Looking for help. Is it not really matter how rich you are? It's not really matter how beautiful is your car? Is it not really matter how, how much money you got on your bank or how beautiful your house? Is. If you need Jesus, you gotta to go to him because no one can do for you. And this man has gone to Jesus and said, Lord, my servant is in thy home. Remember what he said. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Immediately this gentleman stopped and Jesus said, Lord, don't go under my roof. Just send to your word. Send to the Holy Spirit and then my servant will be healed. Because I know your authority. I know your power. I am a man of authority. I said, I'm not worthy that you come under my house. Because your house has a power. Your house has a great power. Send to your word. And your word will make my servant leave. So reach out and pick up the word and speak it what God has to say into your life. And He reaching out and giving you the answer that you're looking for. Never give up about looking through the word of God. Jesus has a conversation with you. I will come and heal your servant. The suffer man said, Lord, if you will to heal me, Jesus replied, "I am will. I am will." That is in my understanding that Jesus has compassion. He has a compassion. In that moment, what Jesus was doing, he actually was breaking the law because. Uh, There was, in the, in the Old Testament, in that time when Jesus was making this great miracle, it was a Saturday morning. And according to the, to the word of the Lord, according to most of the structure and teaching, it was breaking the law to do anything on Saturday morning. So Jesus, so we see they break the law on this wall and lead the, the Lord of the heaven and touch the sick people and make them well. So let's have a look at what happened here. The, the Pharisee, looking what Jesus done, he's done a great miracle. We couldn't do that. He's done another great miracle this time. We can't do that. But he break the law. And we we'll, we'll come to you this later on. He break the law because Saturday." He was, you know, the, Jesus never teach about the law. He teach about salvation. He teach about the good news. He teach about the King of Heaven. He teach about to serving God. But he never condemned the law. He make a miracle. And Jesus replied to his people. He replied to his people. Who is better to make a miracle for people to live in or just to serve the law? Amen. So it's important that we serving God and not the law of this world. Amen. The touch of the leper man, it was very, very difficult to things. Jesus has a compassion, and he break the law. He wanted to heal the sick man. Amen. Not really matter what situation he's gone through, Jesus said, I will make you clean. Now, Jesus connected immediately, with the sick people and they make them well. So, my message this morning, if you don't remember anything of what I said, I want you to remember this. Never lose hope. Okay, you're right in there if you have a pen. Never lose hope. Just when you think that it is over, God is sending you miracle into your life. Just remember these three, three words. Never lose hope. Just when you think the day is over, God sent a miracle into your life. Amen. That's very important. I am will. I will go and help your servant. I will take away the sickness of you, people. Let me bring you across another great miracle. Another great miracle. In Matthew nine twenty-seven, Jesus went to passing through. Two blind men come and follow Jesus. Now when somebody's blind you don't see, amen. When somebody the Bible telling us that there was two blind men, they born blind, they won't see. But what these two men hear, they Jesus passing by. Amen. If you look at the situation, if you read the Bible very clear, they see Jesus passing by. When they hear the Jesus passing by, they scream as much as they can. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped immediately when he hear the scream. Son of David, have mercy on me. What Jesus done? He stopped. And this is... You know, two blind men come closer to Jesus because of the, when Jesus was stopped, everybody was stopped,? Amen? Because the people was walking with him if they receiving miracle and blessing. So when Jesus stopped, everybody stopped and the, the, the blind men come close to him. And Jesus asking to the blind man, you "Do you believe I can do this?" Now listen to me careful. He never said to the, the, the infected man. Can you believe I can clean you up? He never said that. He, he stand his hands and clean them. may become completely healed. It he become a miracle. But this is to blind men. He said, you do believe I can do that. Now, the blind men, they believe. They say, Lord Jesus, we believe that you can do it. Jesus touched the eyes and immediately received the sign. Amen. So, but Jesus, empty in this moment, where is your faith? that you believe in me, so you respond with your faith. Well, when these two men screaming to Jesus, Son of David, having mercy on me, the already the faith of these two blind men was affected believing that if Jesus touched, they receive the sign. Amen. They receive the sight. So when you believe in Jesus and you operate in your faith, you know the faith comes make you stronger and you not doubt of what Jesus can do to your life hello touch somebody and say Pastor I'm talking to you this morning <laughs> hallelujah according to your faith Jesus said according to your faith be done <clears throat> and decide being restored on this two blind man Jesus he never changed it's yesterday today and forever amen Jesus will never change. You know, we change. We make anything. oh, Pastor Tony, write it today. I don't come to church. Jesus come, even if a rain or sun or whatever it is. Amen. He will never change. We can change whatever we soothe us. Oh, Pastor Tony, can you change this for me? We can make it a better time. You know, we can change things. But Jesus will never change. The word of God is never changing. It's yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Yeah, the people who try to change, God is punishing them. Amen because of this is what God wants that we, he never change. The miracle he miracle done at that time when people have a conversation with him, they still making today. Hallelujah. The man cry, Lord, have mercy on me. And Jesus immediately believed, I can do this thing. Jesus said that. Can you believe I can do this? Yes, Lord, we believe. We have no other way to believe. We believe that you, the son of David. You know what the son of David means? He's the king of the heaven. They will never end. Amen. So these two blind men just hear Jesus passing by. Amen. And the cry so hard that everybody stop. When Jesus hears the cry. When Jesus hears his name. When Jesus hears son of David, he stop. He not continue working. He stop. When Jesus stops, everybody stops. And the two blind men being carried for the people on the front and end. And Jesus said, Do you believe I can do this? Immediately, these two men appear for mercy. Appear for mercy. They believe in faith that Jesus can light their hands and open their eyes. If you have any need in your life, whatever situation it is, you need to ask God, Jesus, to touch your life. Amen. You need to to ask him to touch your life. Jesus never said to the blind man, did you have any faith? Did you believe in that? Jesus never said that. Jesus said, I will taking away the sickness of your life give me all your worry and i will give you rest amen let me say this again give him give him all your worry and i give you rest amen when some time i have a worry some people say what's wrong with you no i have no worry i have jesus in my life amen Jesus has gone to my life and twisted things around and making me happy. Amen. Even if my wife is scream, I can find a place to have the rest of my life. Amen. Because I know that Jesus is with me. Amen. And Jesus said, if you have any worry, give it to me and I give you rest. Now let me bring you to another tension. Sometimes we are like this one. John the Baptista disciple, John the Baptista disciple, that's his, uh, in Matthew 11 and 22 and 5. John the Baptista disciple come to Jesus, come to Jesus and said, Are you the one that we, you the one, you are the Messiah? Are you the one that we needed to believe? In? That's the Bible said. You are looking with your own eyes. That's what it said. Are you the one? And Jesus replied to them. Jesus didn't say anything else. He said, go back to John and report this and said, The blind they receive the sight, the lamb the walking, the leper is clean, the dead they receive the, the hearing, and the dead people rise. And the good news preach it to the poor. Go and tell them that. Amen. So the disciple of John the Baptist, they was not sure that Jesus is the Messiah. They questioned Jesus. They want to know, are yeah, you the one? Or we needed to believe in someone. Sometime we are this time, are you really Jesus who can touch me? Are you really Jesus who can touch me? Or you forget about me? And Jesus said, go and tell John, what do you see? I don't have to give you any answer. I don't have to tell you who I am. Just go and tell him. Are you the Messiah? What kind of question is this? When you see the blind man, they see the eyes. The poor receive the good news. The blind receive the sight. The deaf man, they come to rise. The, the one that God is a miracle, you can see with your own eyes. But sometimes people, they can see that and see. No miracle to their life because they not believe what God can do into their life. They don't, they doubt, they're not sure. I was praying for a lady once and she told me, Pastor, I think God has been punishing me, He will never heal me. Why God punish me? Oh, for what I did wrong. God does not punish anybody. God loves you unconditional love. Amen. You just got to go to Him. Amen. You've got to go to him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, here I am. Have mercy on me. And I give you rest. That's why Jesus asked. Jesus, give you rest. There are millions of people today, to, today into the world of society. They, they're really not trusting Jesus. They wonder if you're really Jesus. I wonder if they really believe. Jesus answered to them. To these people, say so have a faith, and your faith will make you well. Amen. Your faith will make you well. The gospel is to reach us with a blessing. Amen. When Jesus left he said. Go to the whole world and preach the gospel. Baptize them, teach them, and give me the good news. I am with you until the end of your life. What a great news. What a great news. God's power it will never end. God's love is it, never end. God has unconditional love. Now, in Matthew 12 38 and 40, we see the story of the Pharisee. This is where Jesus refused to do a miracle. Listen to what he said. These people who come to to Jesus, the Pharisee, they are teaching of the law. They are people who understand the Bible. They are people who have been teaching by the law of Moses. And they said to Jesus, teacher, we want to see miracles assigned. I what did they say? From you. Well, that's what Jesus replied to his people. He said, a weak and adult generation, you're asking for miracle sign? You don't just see the miracle sign that I'm doing? You weak and adult generation, you're looking for a miracle sign? He so said, the only miracle sign that you'll see is it the miracle of Jonah. They've been three days and three nights on the, on the belly of the big fish. The son of man will go on to, the end, to the end of the wall, to the end of the, the ground, and then they rise again. That's the only miracle you see. But you will never save it because you are the children of the devil. You listen to what Jesus said to these people. They come after see all because they was with him all the time. They're walking with him. And they try to, 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 to confuse the people. They're lucky today. Oh, you're going to church. Why are you going to church three times a week? Why are you going to pray every night? You crazy person. This is what the people was that day. You know, they, 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 they questioned Jesus. And Jesus said, you adult generation, not only no entry to the king of heaven, but even stopping other to come to the king of heaven. That's why Jesus replied to them. You will not see any miracle in your life. The only miracle will see when I go to the cross of Calvary. That's the only one you will see. And that's important. Everyone will be healed and received from God. Everyone will be received from God. If you believe that Jesus is your Savior. Amen. These people question Jesus. Can you give us a miracle? Can you give us a miracle? Can we see what you're doing? Well, Jesus becomes very angry. He becomes very angry. They call them adultery and children of the devil. That's what he did. Very, very important. Jesus answered, weak and adult generation asking for miracle signs. You do not see any miracle sign. Only the one that you see: the, the son of God gone to the hell and breaking the door of the hell and delivered the one that they expected to have a miracle to the life. You know, Jesus wasn't not teach them a lesson. Jesus was condemning them. What did they do wrong? Into the life that not only not gone to the king of heaven, but even stop the other to go into the heaven. And that's what many people do today. They condemn you that you gone to church. They condemn you that you're giving to God whatever belongs to Him. They condemn you for this such thing. But let me tell you, my dear friend, never ever believe on the negative people. Amen. Never ever believe on the negative people. Always believe on the positive people who say to you, God loved you. Not really matter what situation we go through. Just remember, people said, God love you. I see a lot of people with a broken heart. I don't condemn. I said, God love you. He care for you. That's what I said. Let me give you another story. <clears throat> Matthew 12, 46, 50. Some people come to him and said, your mom and your brother standing outside on the Rhine wanted to speak to you. Your mom and your brothers standing outside on the Rhine, they want to speak to you. He replied to them, Who is my mom or who is my brother? Pointed to the disciple and said, Here is my mom and my brother. For doing the will of my father in the heavenly. He is my brother, my sister, my mom. Jesus, the they're rejecting to love his mom and brother. No. What Jesus is making, uh, making a point out, that the brother and the sisters and the mother are the one to serve him. Amen. He point very clear. There was a lot of people on the room. There pe- the, 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 in fact, the Bible telling us that the room was full that the mother and father, the mother and brothers and, and whatever was there, he could not go in. So I interrupted Jesus, your mom and your brother, the outside, I want to speak to you. you. And Jesus pointed to the disciple. He said, They are my mother, my brother. They are here to do the will of my father in the heaven. So that's why Jesus said, is the pointy." To them, the disciple said, they, Here is my mom, my brother. For they doing the will of my father in the heaven. Is my brother, my sister, and my mom. Jesus' mother and brother are standing outside. The question is, the disciple, they are more important than the mother, brothers, and sisters why they're more important. Sometimes a family is more important than the others. That's true, no? But in this case, to do the will of the law is more important for your brothers and your sisters and your mom who stop you to enter to the king of heaven. Amen. And I can say that with all my mind, with all my heart, because I have a family who will not believe in me what I preach. And I said to them all the way, my brother, my mom, my sister. They are my brothers and sisters who come and worship with me. Amen. Because they are the one that one day they will enjoy together to the heavenly place. Amen. Glory be to God. Jesus pointed out the disciples and said, They are my mom, my brother, and my sister. They do the will of my father. So he not turn off the family. He not this, this this greedy family. He never said nothing. He said, This is my family. They're here to worship with me. They're here to hear what I say. They're here to learn. They're here to receive. They're here to open the faith. They're here to, to hear what i got to teach them. And the people was mouth. This man had not even, not even gone out to stop to see the mother and brother. He pointed out that the mother and father is the one who do the will of his father. Let me give you another miracle. We talk about a miracle this morning. Eh? Glory be to God. One day, the disciple are on the boat by myself. The travel on the boat, when you travel on your boat, you travel on the rough sea sometimes. You know, I've been, I traveled for 41 days from Italy to Australia. I know what they mean all about to be sea. Sometimes you're really scared. Amen. When the boat is gone up and 90 meters and then they're gone there, you think, oh Lord, help us. Can we get to Australia? The worst thing of my life was in nine days from South Africa to Fremantle, when there was a really terrible sea. You know, there was about 4,000 people on the ship. And uh, I think in 75 or more it was all sick, nobody gone to eat. And the, the dormitory where the, the people were we eat was empty. So I was a young man, I wanted to gone to eat, so I wouldn't run there eat something, got back to my room, vomit everything, got back, to, got back into the, the restaurant eat some more things, and got back to the room, vomit everything. because we usually use a belt into the bed because of the, the sheep was do this, like that to travel into the ocean and to come to Australia. So I'm thinking when I look at the story of Jesus, the disciple of the boat, they do this. So they saw someone coming on the water, and, they, and they're scared, they scared alive. life. And they said, well, some goats is coming to the middle of the ocean. And Jesus said, don't trouble yourself, here I am. When Peter heard that, that Jesus was walking on the water, he said, Jesus, if you are making me come to you, and Jesus said, Peter, come to me. And, Jesus, and Peter jumped out of the bottle and walking for a hundred meters. When he walked on the other side and looking back, and saw the bottle and the ocean was in the He screamed out and said, Jesus, help me. And Jesus said to Peter, Why are you there, Peter? You know, let me tell you something on this miracle. Peter is not walking on the water. Peter walking on the words of Jesus. When Jesus said, Peter, come. Peter immediately jumped out of the boat. He loved Jesus, so but he don't walk it on the water. He walk it on the word. Jesus said, come. When you're he, when he looking back, He's a hundred meters from the boat. He actually, he, 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 he not walking on the water. On the water. He, he walking on the water and screaming, Lord, Jesus, help me. And Jesus picked up with his hands, lift her up, he put her on his arm and walking with Jesus into the boat. If you walk around the world, you never see. You never see. Come you never sin. Be the oh Lord, if you told me to come, Jesus answers, come. The important thing is that you're obedient to the word. If you are obedient to the word, you can walk in the fire, in the water, on the stone. Anyway, Jesus is there to pick you up. You may ask you to stay with me.